Senator Kim Hammer is here coming up at 35 or 25 till. Uh, we're going to have uh, Carlton Wing, state uh, representative. He'll join us by phone again. And in talking about uh, this whole thing with the governor and the, the refugees that he has announced that evidently he's decided as governor that he's going to let into the state of Arkansas. I got problems with that, that you don't even listen you're not listening to your, your people. Now, he has agreed. Katie Beck has sent me a text saying he has agreed to come on the show at 2 o'clock on Thursday, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking to him then. I want to talk to him about that and also about hate crime legislation because I don't like either one of them. But, uh, Senator, thanks for coming by. And uh, did this kind of catch you out by on the blind side? That's what uh, Senator Stubblefield and Senator Garner have both said. I think it, uh, unless you were in a circle that uh, we three weren't included in, uh, and I, I, we we did not know about it until we all started finding out about it from social media and from just the news outlets and everything. Now, whether there were others that were involved in it, I can't speak for Does anybody else. Does that irritate you that you had to find this out <clears throat> through social media? Uh, you know, the governor has the authority. Uh, he doesn't need our consensus to do what he has chosen to do but there's a matter of professional courtesy i think we were lacking in the area of professional courtesy and um you know we found out uh he signed it on the 23rd which was the week of christmas obviously and um everybody had pretty well started shutting down everything and so uh, you know our way of finding out was the same way the general public found out okay so how do you what have you been told now what what do you know that maybe we don't know as of about an hour and a half ago, there was a release that was sent, uh, I think, to all the representatives and senators uh, regarding the refugees settlement. And there were six uh, top, The here are the top six questions we've been asked about the governor's decision. Um, I mean, I can go through this and read it. Sure, go ahead. So earlier this year, President Donald Trump signed Executive Order 13888 which stated that refugee resettlement in the state or community is not permitted without the approval of the governor. This executive order was issued after a Trump administration significantly strengthened the security checks um, a refugee must go through before being legally admitted into the United States. This was a dramatic change from the previous process for refugee resettlement, in which state and local authorities had virtually no information or say so on whether refugees would be resettled and where. On December 23, 2019, Governor Hutchinson responded to the executive order by affirming that Arkansas would participate in the United States Refuge Administration Program, USRAP. This decision was based upon letters of support from local officials in the areas, including the resettlement initiative, uh, the limited nature of the approval, and the improved security checks put in place. The approval is for one year, 2020, and is limited to those communities who have indicated they are willing to receive refugees and have the support of Canopy uh, Northwest Arkansas, a private nonprofit refugee resettlement agency with a long history of working in Arkansas. Canopy Northwest Arkansas is the only approved resettlement organization in Arkansas. So those are the two opening um, 
paragraphs and if you want i can read the questions and give the answers if you want or well, I, why don't why don't you go down the line here and take a look and tell us what are these questions and as far as you're concerned do you like the answers okay so first question and these are the top six questions that evidently the governor's office has been have been asked uh did president trump ask for governor hutchinson approval Yes, since taking office, President Trump has engaged with governors on a wide range of issues from health care reform, regulatory reform, occupational licensing, career and technical education, fair and free trade, and national security on the southern border. The Trump administration is a great partner to the states and understands the value of returning appropriate authority to states and local governments, including in refugee resettlement. The president's executive order allows the governors to now be involved in refugee resettlement process. Previously, refugees were resettled in states at the sole discretion of the federal government. Okay. So on that one, you know, as far and understand, we got this about an hour and a half ago when I was driving, so I knew it came through, but I'm I've pretty, got a copy of it. I'll send it to you. Okay. Okay. Well, I got a copy of it now. I mean, yeah. I'm like, but it still leaves some more questions. Senator Garner was talking about that, uh, and he said this, this whole thing leaves more questions than it does answers. Um, for example, you know, what's how are we going to keep those people in those areas? And Canopy hasn't been here for there is no long history. What have they been here? What, two years? Is that a long history in Arkansas? I think their presence and somebody will call and correct us if we're wrong, I'm sure. But I think their presence has been about since this began the last time, which I was listening. Senator Gardner, uh, I think, referred to the first time that they were in, you know, in the state, mm-hmm. um, the you know, the, this is the 100,000-foot view, but mm-hmm. we're not down in the weeds on any of this. That's the one thing I am glad that uh, uh, Senator Gardner and uh, Senator Stubblefield, you know, and I'm sh- and others have asked for a public hearing on this, mm-hmm. which would have been a good way to go in the first place. Uh, if you would have went public hearing yeah. on the front end, you would have at least had a chance to answer questions before the rumor mill started hammering. Or, and give uh, the people a chance to speak about right. how they feel on this right or start drawing conclusions you know without all all the answers although we're speaking to a fundamental principle uh of how should refugees be handled in the first place and should they be placed in states in the first place um, how do you feel about it you're a legislator what what's your position on on bringing these refugees into our state i think that it, it is a challenging issue, and it is one we're going to wrestle with until they decide at the federal level how to handle it and how to take care of it. The one thing that I'm always concerned about when you use the word refugee, and that is based on other experiences where you see uh, – and and a difference between an illegal immigrant and a refugee, but I'm not sure people distinguish the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. If they come through legal channels as identified by the law legally by the federal government – the changes need to be made at the federal level so that we can do what we've got to do at the state level. Uh, as far as illegal immigrants, uh, there are too many testimonies of those that have come through the process into our state and into our country through the legal channels. So I'm not very tolerant of anybody that's here illegally. Mm-hmm. I think where the rub comes is that the federal government have has allowed for refugees to be brought in, then we have to conform within the federal law. And that's where I think the federal delegation needs to take on the challenge because 
it seems like the ball gets punted every time. Well, I think that we need to when when and I'm going to make Dave a copy of the the governor what he handed out. But I think when we read these statements, we need to realize that carefully crafted language can really give the wrong impression. Uh, Canopy has actually only been in existence in Arkansas since 2000 January of 2016. So when you say in your paperwork, when the governor says we have a long history, Canopy has a long history of working with refugees in Arkansas. That's just not true. Well, I think Canopy came into place in Arkansas, as Senator Garner referred to, when the first location of refugees were brought into state. It was mm-hmm. because they had established a presence in the state, and that opened up the door for refugees to be settled here. Right. Possibly they were working in other states, and they just targeted Arkansas as the next one. That first batch of refugees that they brought in, there was they were allowed to bring in, I believe it was 70 but 34, 35 actually only ended up settling here. Now, yeah, this see, that's my biggest problem with this. You bring <clears> in all these people, and once they get here, they don't have to stay here. They can go wherever they want to. Well, and to that point, that's why I'm not sure it's left better to be a f- – now, I'm going to talk out loud for a second. I think that's one reason why it's better to be handled by the federal government. But on the other hand, the federal government is having a hard time – managing it at the federal level and now they've punted it down to the state level for the states to for the door to be open for the states to be able to do it but it's already rolled down to the local level because the local level you know the 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 judges in a county could say we don't want people being resettled here but here's i mean here's an issue i'd like to see the letters and hopefully this will come out in the public hearings Uh i'd like to see the letters and when they were dated that they got approval from the local authority that being Fayetteville and one other city um, to see who wrote those letters and do the people in their community know that those letters were even written and be able to find out how much local input there was in the decision making Mm -hmm. process. Well, here, here's my concern. We have right now the poverty rate in Arkansas is 18.9%. The child poverty rate in Arkansas is 26% and steadily uh, increasing you know, every year. And so we, we have we have people in this state whose whose needs are not being met. We've cut the, the legislature approved eight million dollars for senior citizen centers and the governor cut that by two point five million this last session. We've cut uh, aid to people with disabilities and poor people in the state by the millions. And yet here we are bringing in all these refugees and and, and we are going to have to foot some of that bill. And it, statistically, a majority of the children of refugees end up on uh, state welfare systems uh, and and other entitlements. And as soon as they get driver's license, then they suddenly are entitled to all of these government assistance programs. And I'm just wondering, do we have any form of tracking of these people to see on a consistent basis, you know, how many are committing crimes? You know, is, do, is there anything attached to their driver's license so that if they ever commit a crime, we, we're instantly pinged in our system? There's a database that says, OK, this person's a refugee and they've been arrested for drunk driving three times already. Uh, do we have something to show, you know, how many of their children, their children are on government entitlement programs uh, when our own children are getting services cut? Uh, I just well. There's a fiscal issue here and a, and a criminal, a crime, a, a violent crime issue. And that's why our Department of Homeland Security and our FBI has said it's a very dangerous thing. Well, I would throw this onto that. When you 
and and I, I can't say it's happening here in Arkansas, but I know it's happening in other parts of the nation, and that is when you have local law enforcement or cities that are forbidding ICE to work with mm-hmm. local law enforcement. You know, it's already it it has started down the slippery slope. That would be um, not necessarily the sky is falling, but I do think that it warrants noting anyway that with regards to any activity in the state, we have to give the federal uh, FBI, ICE, whoever it may be, full authority to cooperate with local law enforcement so that we can identify who those are in the absence of a tracking tracking mm-hmm. system. Yeah, I got a real problem that. And, and and everybody knows I'm a big supporter of the president, but this shouldn't have been just left up to the governor. Well, the president did, and in President Trump's defense, he did try. If you remember, he got a lot of backlash because he wanted to to stop uh, immigrants coming in, not refugees. He was talking about immigrants coming in from other countries. But this started under the Obama administration, the Syrian refugees, and I, I remember that because I was on Fox News and I spoke out adamantly opposing the Syrian refugees, President Obama bringing them into America because they, our FBI and Department of Homeland Security had said these these people are coming in and their groups are seated with ISIS plants, uh, and, and that is a historical statistical fact of what they've done in other countries. So we. I was speaking out against it then. I said, this is not a humanitarian hand. We are extending to these people. It is it is an open door to an enemy invasion. Because when you have people coming from other countries who their their, their sole uh, belief system is based on destroying the United States and our whole belief system, then you're bound to get a few of those in there. And and, uh, and there's no paper place to properly vet them. And, and that's where our Department of Homeland Security and FBI said we can't properly vet these people. We we don't have it. How do you vet people that have no records? You know, they're they're refugees. They, we're looking at their social media pages. That's actually something the governor mentioned. They, they we're we're looking at their social media pages. It's like what? refugees. <laughs> refugees have social media pages. Uh, apparently they do. Refugees I guess they've got. Have, yeah, I guess they've got. You know, the, it's funny. Whenever you see all these refugees that were coming into Germany and coming mm-hmm. into all the European countries, they were pre- predominantly male. Right. And they and they weren't elderly either. They were all. But uh, when you look at this and, and what scares me about nonprofits like Canopy, mm-hmm. these nonprofits, these people take salaries. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I wonder what is the motivation? The money. Is the motivation to uh, to do something that makes Arkansas better? Is the motivation something to make Arkansas safer? Is the motivation to bring more federal money to the state and to provide more jobs provided by the federal government? And is a motivation a political view that makes you look like that you're uh, a more caring person mm-hmm. and make you more appealing to the other side? But I guarantee you one thing, anybody that has to do with Canopy, mm-hmm. this organization, they will not be supporters of Donald Trump and the president that we have. I'll right bet you're now. right. I'll I bet can you're right. guarantee you one thing: when this muddle fun, money funnels into their mm-hmm. hands, it will be not going to any PAC funds for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. It'll be going to the Democrat side because these people are far, are far left people that are more worried about you know political correctness, poli- political correctness, and in, in their own. And appearing Outlook. to be compassionate. Exactly. See, I, want to, I want to remind people, back in 2015 when the Obama administration started this, and I was on Fox News and I spoke out against bringing Syrian refugees into America, one of the things I mentioned at that time, which is factual, Saudi Arabia refused these people. Saudi Arabia is 
more like the culture these people are accustomed to living in. All right. Saudi Arabia has the facilities set up to take in people who are like this, but they refuse them, would not take them. But listen, Saudi Arabia told President Obama, we'll be glad to build them some mosques. Once they get to America, we'll help you take care of these people and we'll, you know, we'll get them settled into America. Those those were the words of the, the, the folks from Saudi Arabia. They wouldn't take them. I, right. I got to take a break. Okay, Let's take a break. Come back. Senator Kim Hammer is here in the studio with us on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. And again, Senator Kim Hammer is in studio with us. Jan's here. Elizabeth's here. I'm here. We're talking about the governor and uh, his whole idea of bringing refugees here into the state of Arkansas. I've got some real problems with it just from the things that I've learned thus far today. The, The number one thing I have problems with is that once they get here, they can go wherever they want to. And which, uh, at that case, doesn't matter if you live in Lono County, and let's say Pulaski County says, well, and, and, and this is an example, it's not happening, we're going to take in, let's say, 30 refugees. They don't have to stay in Pulaski County. They go Saline County, go Lono County, go up to, you know, whatever county they want to. Personally, I don't want that to be happening. So, Senator, is there any pressure that the Senate or the legislature can put on the governor about this? I mean, seriously, I mean, it's, it's as if you've been left out of the whole process here and you're the representatives of the people of the state. As I understand the order that came down from President Trump, it gave to the governor the discretion to make the decision. Uh, again, this came out on December 23rd. Um, I think by the first of next week, we'll know more of what our options are legislatively to be able to express our concern about this or support, depending on where individual representatives and senators lie. Um, And I think when we get into the public hearing to this point, the only thing that I know that we could possibly do would be to pass a resolution that would express as representatives and senators you know, our position as a majority as a whole, other than individually expressing it, you know, to the governor one-on-one. Do we know when these people are supposed to arrive? Has he let you know that? No, do not know. Uh, The one thing I would go back to, and I think that's what will be interesting, is as some transparency is put on this issue, I think what will be interesting to find out is when the letters of support were sent, how long ago it was that they were sent, who knew that they were sent, and why was it that it was not known until December 23rd? Because if it goes back as far as September, that this was of knowledge, and then it was held till December 23rd, I think that's a, um, I think that's not exactly a, a tactically uh, good move as far as leaving the legislature out of the decision-making process. Um, but I, I there again, I think that'll be the benefit of the transparency of a committee hearing is to bring these things out and to uh, be able to drill down instead of have a 100,000-foot view. Okay, and how about your represent the people you represent, your constituents? What are you hearing from them? Honestly, I'm not hearing a lot, but the truth of the matter is it came out on December 23rd. It was Christmas, New Year's Day, uh, weekend, a lot of football going on, and people are pretty much busy living life, I think, you know, I know as this becomes more public, uh, I'll begin to hear back one way or the other. I'm already actually, as a result of being on the show, I'm already starting to get some, you know, feedback on my social media outlets. So 
I think as it, uh, you know, I think as it bubbles over the weekend, uh, people's opinions are going to be able to be expressed more and more. Now we're going to be talking about it Thursday. Governor's going to be on at two o'clock, three o'clock. We're going to have, uh, oh gosh, his name, his name just flew out of my head from over in Maumelle, state Senator. Mark Lowry. Mark, Mark Lowry is going to be on. And also, uh, from over there is, uh, uh, David uh, Sanders' old stomping grounds. What I want to know is why he changed his position. Because in 2015, Governor Hutchinson opposed allowing Syrian refugees in Arkansas. And here's exactly verbatim what he said. This is not the right strategy for the United States to become a permanent place of relocation. Again, I will oppose Arkansas being used as such a relocation center. Well, I'll be reading that to him on Thursday. Yeah, how did that Because I want to know what to change. What changed all of that? All right, let's take a break. We've got to get the news in. Uh, we'll hear from uh, State Representative Wing on the telephone. We want the, st- the state senator to stay here, and we'll talk further with him as well as we continue the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 